All right. Yeah, you recording? Yeah. Same. Oh, right, great. Tom month is done and it's gone, but if it taught us anything, it wasn't that Tom's lived forever, but it does mean regardless that you can go back and listen to any of those sods because the sods do live forever. Uh, And we encourage you to go listen to all the older sods, including the Tom month ones. So go check them out. I mean, just off the top of your head, instant answer, a little bit like my little mix quiz last week. What do you think is the best episode that we've done? The one that stands out in my memory is probably Steven Seagal. That so was that, off the so, hook. So that's Seagalathon. Yeah, uh, um, I think my favourite is that one. And, are good. and uh, I quite like Bond as well. Right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good one. That sure. was one where Pete was on absolute fire. Yeah, I he mean, was a fire. He was a firestorm. He's been in dwindling form ever since, <laughs> by okay. mainly being absent. Uh, so yeah, have you? Have you, not you, Ollie, the the listener, have you told anybody about the podcast? No. Just think about that. Well, it's easy. You can do. Have you how do actually... They, how do you do that? Well, you, you just open your mouth and say, have you listened to the Guys on Film podcast? Yeah. And if they ask questions, then, you know, you can tell them what you've done. Life experience. Okay. You've already got that in the bag. Okay. Uh, have you actually subscribed to the Guys on Film podcast? That's easy as well. Uh, I mean, I don't have any clue how to do that on an Android phone, but if you go on iOS, it's really easy. So get your yeah. Apple phone, go to the podcast app, and just hit the subscribe button when you find what out. What does iOS stand for? That's the uh, i operating system, which is the name for the Apple operating system. Okay, cool. Have you ever thought that we're just a bunch of twats when you're listening to the things that we say? Well, telling us why we're idiots and why we've got it wrong is easy as well. Go to guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact if it's long-winded. If you can actually be a little bit more concise about it, then you can go to at GOF podcast on Twitter and just ping us a note that way. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's all easy. And we we, know, we will respond as well. I mean, we're, we're kind of gagging for... I mean, we are inundated. We're begging it, basically. We're begging it 24-7. Oh, you go run with it. We are inundated, but we make it a priority to get back to people. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're both chatting about Michael Bay films. It's the Guys on Film podcast. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? When they come for you. Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, I'm feeling sad already, but I mean, because <laughs> like, okay. I actually participated in that. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, what's coming up today? We, apart from Michael Bay, who's going to be the center point of this uh, in yeah, the deep dive, it's going to be what? a lot of Bayhem. Okay. Yeah. We'll explain what Bayhem is later. I think uh, it so explains it so, like everything yeah, about like, him. But sure, what's coming up before that? Okay, um, so we've got Seggy One, which is our look ahead. But instead of looking at the month ahead, we're going 20 years into the future to the films of 2037. 
<laughs> on the fly maths was almost <laughs> yeah. almost crippling your brain there. Uh, yeah, you could really hear my uh, twenty my cogs. Thirty-seven. Okay, ten plus ten is yep. Uh, yep. So yeah, okay. I mean that's actually going to be quite informative. People are going to want to know what to preempt uh, twenty years in advance. Yeah, okay. uh, and then we've got we've got life score. Um, but as as is uh, par for the course, uh, and that will give you a little exam, uh, a little a little uh, insight into what my life score is. But um, we're we're only a couple of days after doing our, our last episode, so probably not much has changed. Okay, so. but I do have uh, a cinema experience to talk about and a film to talk about in mind, so I think it will be good. Oh, cool! Yeah, I, it will definitely be good. So, if you think life scorers are self-indulgent, then, hey, listen in, because there's a lot of film crap in there as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, you know, like like I've always said, get to know the people. Not get the podcast. Get to know the hosts. Get to know the hosts. There's that phrase on the tips of everybody's tongues. Get to oh, know the hosts. Get to know the hosts, guys. You know, oh, I don't like it. They talk about their life. Yeah, but... You know what they say? Get to know the host. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Take you one. Yeah. Okay. Guys on Bill. Yeah, we're guys. We're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what, guys? Talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. So there's been a jingle. Yeah. What, there's been a. There's now? also been a seamless transition. To 2037. Right. How did we get there? Um, So, Mercible would be the long way around. No, it was a a, a Nexus. What is it? We'd have to use some sort of uh, time displacement device in order to move through time. Yeah. Um, Like a knife. Forwards hasn't really been worked out, but let's just bend the rules a little bit. But let's use a time knife to cut our way through time and step into the future. Okay. And, Here we um, are. And the nexus point, I don't know. We're going to need to work that out. Part of that might be in what we discuss. So here we are. It's yeah. twenty thirty-seven. And what have uh, you got? What's your uh, what's what's your first film that you can see on your uh, on your website? I mean, I, I imagine that everything now is just gases, and you you get all the information via a gas. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to fart at you so you can know what Michael <laughs> Bay's doing next? <laughs> Uh, the, the, I think the podcast is all downhill from here. I mean that that was a really good. Uh, that was very good imagery. <laughs> Ollie, what are you going to see? I'm going my to see. Hand, I, farted, I farted the name of Michael Bay's new film into my hand. Ah, Transformers Eight. Yes. Eight. Right, it looks. He only does three in the next twenty years. You'll, well, you'll be lucky. Yeah. I'll, sorry, more more like I'll be lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, I was I was kind of hoping just so we get the format right, you'd uh, read off the top one from your list that you can see in your gases. Okay, so uh, the first one is this is what it's called. It's called Spider Man Reboot Ten: <laughs> Colon Origins. Okay, uh, the so, origins of Spider Man's colon. <laughs> no, this is uh, a, a two-hour-long film, which it, which basically goes through. The origin story of Spider-Man. So, how he became Spider-Man. Why he became tormented by his powers. You know, what's happened. What tragedies have happened. You know, all the things that have been explained in the previous 10 reboots. 
so you're getting it again. Previous uh, previous eight reboots, surely. Yeah, previous. The first one's the first nine. one, and then yeah, the other eight are reboots, and this is the tenth. Yeah, so we're we're all getting a we're getting another Spider-Man reboot, but this is just focusing on. That's just maths, Ollie. Just the origin story, just how he becomes Spider-Man, but it's really drawn out. And nothing else. Uh, no, nothing else. Who's who's this starring then? Tom uh, Noonan. It's still CG, <laughs> CG Tom Noonan. Yeah, <laughs> a young CG Tom Noonan. But what's actually happened is, you know how we've been saying, like, you know, Carrie Fisher didn't look too convincing in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the guys that have uh, directing this one also did Rogue One, funnily enough, mm-hmm. uh, and they've taken our advice on board that mm-hmm. you always need to have your CG actors behind glass. In shadow or in a heavy rainstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing is basically just like Alien versus Predator 2. Uh, you can't see anything. Okay. But it looks, you know, but people kind of think, oh yeah, it, it kind of looks like a Tom, young young Tom Noonan. Uh, okay. So yeah, basically you, you're getting a another Spider-Man I thought origin in, story. I thought maybe in 20 years time the CG would be at a level where actually humans are no longer convincing and CG is the only way to get any emotion out of people in the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all behind glass or in the rain. <laughs> yeah, humans have grown to be unconvincing on camera. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, so the first one that I'm excited about is um, it's called the bathroom. The <laughs> <De> bathroom. The <laughs> bathroom. Okay. In which eighty-nine-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger is back. <laughs> In this summer's funniest thriller, uh, he's reprising the role of Dr. John Kimball, and just by happenstance, Dominic is his nurse in their care home. But oh, the, the, the child from yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, so Dominic's looking after him. I didn't um, think he was a doctor. Is he a doctor? Dr. John no. Kimball. Detective. Uh, oh, sorry, detective. Shit, yeah. He's not a fucking doctor. Why did I... Oh, I've... <laughs> I've, ri- I've written DR... Uh, dot and what I meant to do is DT dot so when I read it I was like Dr. John Kimball <laughs> okay well I, I mean look who's to say he hasn't passed his medical exam oh he hasn't passed the exam for uh, weak bladder because this guy's got to go to the bathroom uh, okay. uh, so the twist here is that actually Dominic is not taking care of him um, Dominic has become maniacal after separation from his father and troublesome childhood um, upbringing issues, yeah, um, and he's taking it all out on his ex school teacher. He's now got a, Mr. a ponytail. He's got a ponytail, <laughs> and it's all slicked back, real tight. <laughs> I've got one of them right now, actually. Oh, really? Oh, ah, yeah. top bun lad. Yeah, man, man bun lad. Yeah, but the uh, so the thing is, he's tracked spider man bun. <laughs> so <laughs> spider mon, spider man bun. <laughs> Yeah, okay, carry on. I thought I had another joke there. Forget about it. Forget about it. So what Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't realise is that uh, the welcome face of Dominic as the care home nurse is actually a man who's been hunting him down for a number of years to make sure that this would happen and he'll take it out on on somebody. And uh, anyway, the end of the trailer is just Arnie saying, I just want somebody to say that there's a bathroom. Um... (laughs) Because Dominic keeps telling lavvy. him that there is no bathroom. I just want somebody to give me the party. <laughs> yeah, that's also good. Yeah, or uh, 
See you at the party. Michael Ironside. <laughs> yeah. Who's also old and in the same care home. We're we're padding old. out the, the cast here. Uh yeah, so I'm quite I'm quite up for that one. I mean it looks a little bit weird how it's both a comedy and a thriller, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger's straight-to-video stuff has been, you know, really exemplary over the last 15 or so years. Yeah. Sure. What have you got? Okay. Okay, so you know how The Rock is just going around remaking everything? Like um, Jumanji. Even, even today, yeah, there's been, a, there's been a, a trailer for the new Jumanji film. What do you um, reckon? Just very briefly, what do you reckon? And by the way, today, like, today's a week ago. Yeah. And also 20 years ago. What did well, you think twenty years ago to that rock reboot of uh, Jumanji? <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Um, well, one, it it's got the same title as one of his other films, Welcome to the Jungle, which is weird. Yeah. Yep. Um, two, it kind of looks like it doesn't need to be a Jumanji film. Okay. It doesn't. It it looks like it just doesn't need to be that unless everything spills out into the real world at some point then that to me was what Jumanji was. It kind of like coming out into the... Human. Eventually coming out into the real world. It, I mean, it looks fine. It looks like action nonsense, but I, I can't actually, say it looks, you know... I actually was more impressed by the trailer than I thought I'd be. It was a kind of like... It's an interesting twist to it, the way that they're doing it through a video game. It's video games. Oh, wow. Uh, but, also, wow. but also a lot of... Um, what I was concerned about was just that Karen Gillan was like all legs out and sexy and stuff and nobody but else was but did have that line well no what I was going to say was that it's interesting because the sex politics seem a bit different now because of the way that the characters are inside various different avatars right. so I, I mean it's still just objectifying a woman on screen to some extent but oh my God. played by different genders and stuff sounds sounds uh i mean it's an well i mean obviously Mm. we're talking about michael bay and he absolutely loves that kind of thing i know Uh, it's probably my biggest issue with his shit anyway let's move on so what else listen there's remakes of the rock films uh so we're getting a remake of san andreas okay with somebody else it's not the rock it's the it's the newest action star hero um you know, so whoever is whoever's going to be getting big in in wrestling or you know or MMA or something, I mean they've just probably been born now. Vin Diesel I, Jr. I Vin Diesel Jr. He's he's started remaking all the Rock films. Yeah, uh, and he's just going through he's just going through the lot of them. Um, yeah, so that's that's what we got. But it's just it's a straight up remake of of San Andreas because um, San Andreas has started to become just this cult classic movie again purely down to the fact that people have listened to our podcast it's become wildly successful and they're they're listening back going oh ollie thought uh san andreas was a a good film we better go and have a watch of that and everyone's like he was right it's just action nonsense it's just entertainment Mm. and it's just become huge Mm. and and there's people on forums going how dare they make remake san andreas how dare they how dare they touch it yeah I mean it's only because of the success of the Guys on Film Awards and my fledgling business after you were kicked out of the Guys on Film uh, empire well, that people well, ever went I'm, back to that's actually go what my next old, old reviews that you were part of 
Well, that's what my next film is actually about. It's the uh, it's the biopic of the uh, guys on the film podcast. Right. Okay. Uh, so, you know, starting off with two guys, one uh, cup, <laughs> one cup, uh, bickering. You know, not agreeing on things, and you know, and obviously the the split, the split. Uh, you know where we go our separate ways, and then we when then we discover that we just can't have success outside of the podcast, and then and then we come back, and then mm. discover that you know the time has passed, and <laughs> we can't we can't rekindle that magic, and you know we get into hard gases, uh, and then you know ultimately it's all over, and we end up in a care home with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you know hard, all hard gases, in. yeah. Well, everything's gases in the future, like we said, you know. Even people, people is just gases. just thoughts and ideas and entertainment. It's all just gas. Okay, you just snort it really. Oh, that was a good film. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this new album? Hold on a minute. <laughs> uh, I don't like it as much as the last one. <laughs> Hold on, let me have another listen. Nah, it's grown on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's better the more you listen to it. <laughs> it just depends on your lung capacity. <laughs> Someone farts in a lift and says, oh, I didn't realise Nickelback had got a new album out. <laughs> I mean, easy target. I mean, they're an easy target. But, you know, good imagery. <laughs> uh, okay, right. So uh, I hear there's another couple of movies out of that summertime. Um, what about what about McGee's latest uh, directorial effort? Uh, What's Trump, that? Trump's War. Trump's war. Okay. So it continues his highbrow foray into gritty realism. Uh, McGee really kind of stepping things up a little bit. Charts the stories of uh, millions of liberals who were denied almond milk and forced to eat meat to support the farming industry and also right. to use fossil fuels uh, yeah. over the course of the last decade. And the thing is, like, despite Jared Leto's transformative performance <laughs> uh, to become Trump, um, right. and and that's had some critical praise there's been a lot of umming and eyeing about it in, in the press just because the story doesn't actually chart the climactic end to Emperor Trump's reign right. um, like action fans basically saying that the omission of the mega Bernie bot destroying Trump Plaza <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> in, in this particular piece made it kind of like a boring sort of thing like, uh, I mean I guess a little bit like Hollywoodized, like glossed over the facts. No, 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 no. More that this is like Mitt G's real sort of fart sniffy version of uh, events. You know, like people wanted right. to see the Michael Bay version of this because right. when Bernie destroys Trump Plaza, it's, it's really a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, because Trump was storing loads of fireworks in there, so <laughs> I mean, it was it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, I Bo- was both Donald Trump about- and Bernie Sanders call this movie huge. I was actually thinking about this. One of my films was going to be like, you know, like, I guess the man in the high tower and uh, films like that where it's like, yeah, yeah, that one. Sorry. uh, Where it's like an alternate timeline. And in these ones, it's obviously that, um, you know, the Nazis won. Mm -hmm. And you get to see this bit of Wolfenstein, you know, you get to see how events would have played out otherwise. Then I thought... Well, maybe maybe I could suggest that there's like a an alternate timeline if Trump didn't happen, if Brexit didn't happen, if Theresa May didn't happen. But unfortunately, that wouldn't be very interesting. <laughs> but we're actually living, I guess we're kind of like living the, the bad version now. So we just may as well just accept it. Just accept the you know? bad version. 
just accept the bad version. That's what we're uh, being told anyway. So my my final my final film and uh, this one's going straight to uh, gas on demand. Okay. G G O D. Oxygen bar cinema. Yeah, you just oh, that was pretty good. Um, so this this is one um, uh, myself and. Can you uh, inhale secondhand uh, movies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, re- well, then you know. Depends what region you're on. Uh, you need, you can't just you have region one gas and region two gas. So anyway, listen. Uh, so Alec Brunson, friend of the podcast and also regular listener, we've we've just been uh, playing disc golf, and uh, I told him about this, and and we came up with uh, Identikill. Okay. So this is the new Steven Seagal, <laughs> uh, straight to video, <laughs> uh, and it's straight got three. It's got three seagulls in it, all hunting each other down. Uh, so you've got Nico era, uh-huh. you've got um, on deadly ground era, and then you've got you know modern era, whatever you know era that would so, be. Like. So they're not actually Big. identical at all. They're all different ages. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're the, they're the same person. Yeah, uh, but they're all they're all after each other, and and it culminates in a yeah, but. It, listen, it culminates in a 100-metre sprint, <laughs> uh, where obviously, you know, the younger one wins. Uh, but there you go, it's uh, Identikill. Uh, 3X the Seagal. Is there any chance that at the end of that movie, maybe um, Woody Harrelson might race against the monkey? It's every chance that's going to happen. Or is it just Seagal running? It's just Seagal. Yeah, I mean, I, I just had it as Seagal. So, yeah, so 3X the Seagal, 3X the Danger, 3X okay. the Flailing Arms. <laughs> and people falling over his hips. Yeah. Whoop! Uh, yeah, so go. the last one I had is, um, I mean, it's annoying that they keep pumping these out, but Michael Bay's <laughs> reboot of uh, Blade Runner 2146. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. So uh, it's just it starts to piss me off now that they just keep going with these. But uh, the hermetically sealed and rehydrated Harrison Ford assumes the central role of Deckard for the twelfth time. Uh, <laughs> so now exclusively wearing pajamas himself, um, <laughs> the movie revolves around his fledgling career as a replicant pajama salesman. Um, now critics, is, I mean, been- is it a, what sort of pajamas are we talking here? A nighty or a, like a t-shirt with no bottoms or? No, he's got one of those onesies and then wears a little hat with a fluffy thing on the end of it. Okay. A little bit like an elf. Okay. But here's the deal. He, he's got a fledgling career as a replicant pajama salesman. So he's right. ma- he's making Android pajamas. Okay. Um, so, I mean, he, he's got all the styles he wants. It's just he chooses the onesie with a, with a wee hat. Does it have a flap at the back? It's got a flap that goes from the... Um, front to the back okay so the whole undercarriage can be from the belly to the back because right, okay. at his age he might need some belly stuff <laughs> tu- belly tu- legal tubes etc Be- yeah. belly legal <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so critics have given this one a hard time the script in particular just because of prodding holes in the seeming plot hole that androids don't actually need sleep and never in fact, ever needed to count sheep. Never, right. never mind electric sheep. But there's going to be some kick-ass explosions, uh, some casual racism, and, and, and plenty, a, plenty sexism, and and a circular pan around um, uh, Harrison Ford that goes basically from the back flap to the front and then up to his <laughs> face. 
as he's turning in, slowly turning in the other direction. Other direction, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Signature Bay. Going. Okay, well, it sounds like, yeah. it, I mean, it sounds like 2037 is going to be uh, a high watermark of cinema. Yeah, all, all the more room for the Far East Submersible. Yeah. Will we still be eating popcorn in 2037? I certainly won't. Live scores. <laughs> Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. I went first last time. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, so look. Things okay. Are- you know things are fine. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna chip a point off from last week, so I'm a, I'm at an eight. Okay. Um, Still so a zesty eight. I've just been to play uh, disc golf with friend of the podcast slash full time listener Alec Brunson. Um, <laughs> full time listener. Full time listener. Uh, so yeah, he I've, I've I've mentioned that this is going to be a Michael Bay episode, and and he instantly commented on how this is probably going to be a right nightmare for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is probably true. It already uh, is. But I mean, most I lost, weeks it already is. I lost by four points, so that's taken me down a notch. Standard. Uh, it was quite... It had rained a lot in the day, so I got very wet feet. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's that's another thing. Um, well, that, went, that's, some, that's a comment about the disc golf, that you got wet feet during. Got or, a lot of wet a lot of wet feet, yeah. Hell how, of wet how, feet. how many wet feet? <laughs> Two. <laughs> Too oh, wet that, feet. That's disappointing. It felt a bit. I wore the up. I wore the uh, I wore the wrong shoes for the occasion. Um, not okay. good. So uh, also when I got back to the house and went to the co-op before, uh, and this is normally your kind of banter, but mm. I had I had an interaction mm-hmm. while I was at at the co-op, and I hadn't had this for quite a long time. So the security guard was giving me a little bit of bag for life banter. Oh, oh yeah, you know, the the world renowned bag for life banter. Well, you know, you know when bag for life kind of started becoming a thing because you now had to pay five p for a bag. So oh, they try and convince. I'm only twenty eight. Well, it was only last year. Well, I mean, bag bags for life have been around since I was a nipper. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I, I I needed a bag, and so the lady, I said to the lady, "Can I have a bag, please?" And then for some reason, the security guard was standing right over her shoulder, and he looked at me, and was like, "Bag for life." And I was like, no, just a, a 5p one. And then he said, and then he just looked at me and repeated it again. He went, bag, you know, for life. <laughs> like as if to say, it's a long time. And I just said, ha, yeah, I'll be on my deathbed and be going, huh, at least I've still got my bag. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't laugh. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know why anyone would. That's <laughs> no, listen, shit, man. I know, but he didn't laugh. He just agreed with me. <laughs> as if to say, Yes, that is what I meant, and, and what that way, is a thing that could happen. What way did he agree with you? Did he just nod, or did he say, yeah, yeah? Yeah, he just nodded, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them, I, I mean, I was, clear, I was clearly making, um, you know, just, just polite, light conversation, a little bit of a joke in there, you know, bag for the afterlife, maybe. But anyway, so I went to see Ricky Gervais last night. That was also good. I really enjoyed that, although... Uh, just one observation. Hold on, that, hold on. I am seeing the same show. No, I know, October, I know. So don't spoil anything. I'm not spoiling anything. But I've I've recently seen Limmy mm-hmm. and Richard Herring in in quite small uh, small rooms. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say that I think I, even though Ricky Gervais was brilliant, I thought he was amazing. 
there's something weird for me about about watching a stadium-sized comedy gig mm. where, you know, he's quite far from the distance. I think he needed a couple of TV screens just so I could see his, his funny face Oh, he expressions. didn't have TV screens? No. Oh, that's weird. Where was it? Uh, it was at the NIA, the Barclay Card Arena in yeah. Birmingham. So I've I've seen a band play there before. They had video screens. And I've seen yeah. Louis C.K. live at uh, Wembley Arena, and he had video screens. Yeah. So what's wrong with Gervais? I thought he was money bags. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. The other thing is, I, I'd agree. I saw Tweet. Louis C.K. with um, a big stadium after I'd seen him twice in smaller places, and he definitely wasn't as good there. Um, yeah. Or it felt weird. But, I mean, a lot of things feel weird to me. Um, okay, so okay. that's, I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Okay. I good. just had wet feet. So what's your score? Eight. Eight. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to have to be quick because there's a lot of shit I need to get through, right? I've actually okay, got okay. multiple pages here, but life score stuff is, is quick, right? So Monday, I got a free day off. Wow. I'm, I'm getting a free day off. So everybody in our studio responded to an employee uh, satisfaction survey. And they basically said, if if 95% of the people in your business area do, then you get a free day off. So now I'm taking Tuesday as well. I've got some mates visiting and I'm just going to basically drag this out for a four day weekend, which is wicked. Freebie, freebie. Okay. So you, you are highly rated. Your Metacritic is high. Yes. I, I mean, we don't have to put a number on it. No. Okay. Or do we? Uh, anyway uh, it's pretty good overall I was just going to mention a couple of movie related things so go on in uh, I was the other night I was getting into bed and I was thinking what am I going to put on now Netflix had Okja or Okja which we've talked about a little bit the Tilda Swinton uh, Netflix entry to the Cannes Film Festival and stuff Um, one with Jake Gyllenhaal as well I started that and I knew immediately right I'm too tired I need to pay this a bit more attention Right, so I'll okay. watch this another time. So okay. what did I find? I found USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Colon Men of Courage. <laughs> Colon Men of Courage. <laughs> They've got the shits and they're going to see. <laughs> that was good. Um, the annoying thing about that was I put it on and I was like, oh, fuck. This is not what I want either because there's so... <laughs> I need to make notes. Yeah, there's so much shit going on in that that's so bad that I can't just not pay attention. I need to see how bad it is. So I'm okay. actually going to have to return back to that. Um, okay. So anyway, that's that's for another time. I think we both need to watch it. Watch both oh, yes. of those. They're both on Netflix, so let's have a look. So anyway, the main thing I wanted to talk about is The Mummy. So you've given your score. You gave it what? Seven? Yes. So I went to see it. Before I get onto that, some brief notes on the Odeon. Okay. The segments that they do between the various different types of trailers and the fact that there are 25 minutes of trailers are just depressing. It's like really, like it's pushing the limit of what's acceptable. Then I was on leather seats there in skinny jeans and it was quite warm. (laughs) Leather jeans on skinny seats. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I just had like a constantly, perpetually warm arse on these leather seats. Why can't they just do breathable upholstery? Well, I mean, you could have you could have worn one of those um, Harrison Ford Android onesies, and it's not about wanting to take a shit. It's about just not <laughs> having an unbreathable animal hide underneath you. Yeah, I mean, I know they're wiped clean, but 
I don't but know. Still, but still, yeah, okay. Uh, no, one thing I would mention about this experience is uh, I don't know if I mentioned during Wonder Woman uh, the Wonder Woman thing that I mentioned, but I did shush somebody in that, and I was applauded for it afterwards. Really, you got yeah. applause? Well, no, not applause, but somebody came up to me and said, "Mate, thank you so much. That was a fucking nightmare." Yeah, because these people, and the annoying thing about them was they weren't being loud; they were just talking, and the tilting heads were really distracting. Um, right. But so it made it tricky to go like, can you shut up? Well, actually, the noise is not the thing. So you kind of go, well, stop turning around or whatever. But I just told them, can you stop talking? <laughs> okay. And what was their response? They were, they just stopped, which is good. And okay. then then I was told it was the right thing to do. So I felt validated. So anyway, in the mummy, Great. now there's there's two things here. There was a guy who's too far in front of me who was using his phone. Ah. Oh. Right. Yeah. But then there was also some guys next to me who, in fairness, only started talking when the ending really started dragging out. So my, right. my, I myself was like, this is fucking taking ages. But then there were like little bits where I couldn't hear it. So I did yeah. turn around to them and say, could you guys stop talking? <laughs> right. Even though I totally sympathized with the reason that they were. But I mean, yeah. other people, etc. Like you can't just be in it for yourself. Yeah. Um, now, here's the controversial one. After the film was finished, the guy who had been on his phone walked past my row on the way out and I said, mate, it was really distracting you being on your phone the whole time. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, way. that's like quite full that's on. That's really, really aggressive, yeah. And, you, um, you know, you've got to acknowledge it. And he was like, oh, sorry, uh, you should have told me. And I was like, well, it's two rows behind. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it was what like... What going to do? So fucking frustrating, but I mean... Should have added him on on the on Skype or WhatsApp and what, messaged him. Whatever, yeah, whatever I could see was on his screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, that's the audience experience, right? So quickly through the mummy, right? House, yeah, housekeeping okay. on you. Housekeeping. What the hell is in the right place? It's just that he finishes it with, "What the hell is that?" No, it's not. Well, I mean, I just it's watched. Totally different. I just watched it, mate, and I was looking no, out it's, for it's it. No, it's not. It's in a different. It's in a. It's a different. What the hell? Well, he says two. What the hell? He says, "What the hell is that?" No, he doesn't. He does. He's, well, he does say that, but it's a different mate. They can have the line "What the hell" in more than one place. I know they can. Believe and, me. and he did say it elsewhere. But the reason I think the weird inflection on the hell is because they've snipped it so that they can get the "is that" off the end of it. What the hell? It, it isn't. He says I mean, it this is ambulance. your job, he so says it in, I'll partly he says it take in the your ambulance. word for it. He says it in the ambulance. Okay, I mean, he does say it in the ambulance, but I'd like you to prove it one. by buying the I DVD. Will. I will. Okay. I was going to anyway. Good. So, well, that's a housekeeping for you in the bank for the future, so at least yeah. you're not worried about content quite as much, eh? Right, so <laughs> a couple of funny, stupid points. Uh, underwater crusaders in tombs bubbling yeah. on a news report. <laughs> like, they've been buried for, like thousands of years underwater and suddenly in this news report there's bubbles coming out of the caskets uh seemed a little bit stupid uh overall i felt like what you refer to as funny because i just watched uh transformers age of extinction and we will get to that but what you refer to the mummy as funny i found to be like expositionally smart assy shit that basically the guy from new girl is basically an exact replacement from the for the guy from Silicon Valley who's in Age of Extinction. And 
none of it's funny and it just annoyed me the whole time no that that was like i said that his kind of sidekick the lady and the and his mate his best mate yeah were the worst things about it by far i could have chucked them out of the film uh you know they they were both pretty shit they they dragged the whole thing down for me yeah a uh, couple of other super quick things and there's some weird editing in general i can't pull out yeah uh, specific points but like weird edits and also like continuity edit shits shits things that were just a <laughs> bit annoying uh the reason i said shits is because the next thing i've got is shot lad <laughs> so like they go to this supposedly british pub which looks absolutely enormous and weird um yeah but just smashes three or four shots for no reason well he's he's traumatized he's you know <laughs> One, one after the other after the other it's just like hard man Tom Cruise he, he treats his yeah. booze like he does his curries yeah yeah just the stronger the better what did you think about that reference to the tampon machine inside the women's toilets it was like the, it was like there was a stage direction saying this is in the women's toilets and then they just had to bring it up four times in the actual script as well I can't remember it so stupid as expected the powers of the mummy just were a total brain fart. Uh, just stuff where, like, obviously she could kill people. Like, there a moment where, like, the military arrive and just save them, like, Deus Ex Machina thing, like, just, like, for no reason, when actually she could kill both of them at any time. Point where she takes the woman away underwater and, like, could easily just kill her straight away because she just needs to, like, kiss her mouth. Uh, yeah. yet Tom Cruise can swim fast enough to catch her and then there's a bit where she's like tied up in chains inside like Jekyll's yeah. place but then all of a sudden she can just get out of the chains why couldn't she do it to begin with anyway all that stuff is really annoying I'm interested to see um, what the height of both actresses is uh, because yeah. on screen they're both portrayed as being smaller than Tom Cruise right Um, and then towards the end it just got flabby and there was a flashback overload and it just like the the wrap up was way too long so I was going to be I was going into this trying to think like okay Ollie knows that I'm probably not going to like this and we're contesting the scoring system right and I was trying to be like look I'm not just going to be like smart alecky like try and make it like a four but I spoke right. with somebody at work about it. I was like, look, it's probably like a six or something. And he was like, are you serious? And then I had to kind of reconsider a little bit. So I'm going to go for a right. five and a half out of ten. What, why, why was your friend saying, are you serious? Just because they thought it was absolute fucking garbage. Right. I mean, I know that that's not... I, uh, that's a very short, sharp summary of what their thoughts were, but like that's okay. that's basically it. I think like I mean I, t- I do tend to agree with with all your criticisms. Uh and I think a little bit of housekeeping for me when Housekeeping on, on last week's episode you, you were you were saying that there's no way that like Baby Driver can be an eight and hmm. the mommy can be a seven because the craft in baby driver is going to be so much better than the mummy and and i think like kind of at the at the time i kind of got a bit smart ass with you, you. yeah but, you're, but you're what, being quite what, angsty for no reason last week yeah but what so i i do i do kind of concede that obviously yes the craft in baby driver is the mummy would never be able to touch that level of craft in a million years uh you know what edgar wright edgar wright's eye and his editing and his vision is you know that's near on perfect you know near on perfect but he does still fall flat in a few areas and craft isn't everything <laughs> yeah so you're it basically isn't. saying you you enjoyed it as well though 
Yeah, so I... Yeah, so basically, like, the mummy falls down on a lot of stuff that is just pure bullshit. And even everything you said, yes, it's total pure bullshit. But I still just enjoyed the whole film from beginning to end in, in just the kind of, like, it's Sunday night, I'm tired... This is just doing it for me right now. Maybe so, on another night I wouldn't have enjoyed it so much. So, so a point on tiredness. I actually slept through much of the Jekyll and Tom Cruise interaction and woke up during some of the battle stuff. Okay, fine. <laughs> like the, Brilliant. the battle stuff between them. So I only missed like probably about three or four minutes. Okay. Um, but I mean, it was bullshit. couple of questions for you. What do you reckon... Um, happens to Tom Cruise's character afterwards Nick 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 uh, so I, I guess that he is spoiler alert spoiler alert maybe like your kind of Van Helsing style character okay but yeah he, he basically becomes cursed by the mummy hmm. and ultimately pays a price yep. for, for that he's got you know two eyes in each eye um, he's got what looks like quite sharp teeth uh-huh. um, superhuman strength so I think he basically turns into a, a monster hunter. So he's going to get his contracts off uh, Russell Crowe's Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to go out and find the Wolfman or the creature from the Black Lagoon or the Dracula. So, um, so yeah, I interestingly, yeah, so. Uh, a regular listener of the podcast that I talked to in work, a guy called Ash. Um, he From Evil Dead. No. It's disappointing. Yeah, it is a little bit. I was annoyed when he joined the company and he wasn't Ash from The Evil Dead. Um, I mean, that is always annoying. But he had a response. So I had an idea of who Tom Cruise's character was turning into. And he was like, yeah. what the hell are you talking about? What the hell? Um, he's like, it's <laughs> he, obviously no, he he's the mummy He didn't now. say it at that point, Ian. I know. Yeah, well, sorry. I, wasn't, I was just there for it. That's all. He believes that he's just now the new permeation of the mummy i thought that based on what he was saying when he was in the shadows in the darkness that he was actually the wolfman because he was making these like screeching like sort of like teethy fangy sounding like wolf noises right yeah and that just made me think well that's maybe where they're going with it but i think when he goes off adventuring towards the end it probably leads you more to the van helsing sort of side yeah can i just one quick question for you if you'd have seen that film when you were like 13 uh-huh. let's just say a little bit too young what do you think you would have in, enjoyed it as a 13 year old I think I would have still found the length and like slow pace and like slow wrap up at the end really frustrating but I think probably like the actiony stuff I would have kind of liked one other thing I was going to say just one positive is that I think that the creature effects for the mummy and the transformation stuff was actually pretty cool Yeah, I think it was done quite well um, although audio wise some of it was a bit whack and, and what did you think to uh, the cruise? I thought he was good. I yeah, he was good value. Yeah, and also I, fucking hell, like when he's got no clothes on, that man looks good for his age. Yeah, he's you know, uh, I liked him in it, and I think I think you know with he Cruz, is generic cruise big time, and none of the things that he yeah. says are actually really funny. But I think when he's been more sincere, <laughs> I thought some of it was. I thought some of it was good banter, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you and I differ. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. so like that's my yeah. summary. I've seen some films. Okay. I'm going on a free day off next week. I'm an 8.5. Cool. Should we get involved in some Bayhem? Didn't really they swallow an encyclopedia? All, all that data is amazing. Wow, really is a deep dive. I hope that information wasn't false. Okay, so um, what's what's all this like mad sunset? 
eh? orange sky going on. We better get quickly get to the uh, submersible. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, it, but we need to get there in, in, in one hundred edits. Yeah, I know. Fuck. It's, it's really. <laughs> Already, you just. It's uh, it's really grinding me down the number of edits gone in here, but fine. Okay, so uh, look, we're talking Michael Bay. We're in we're in the submersible. Uh, there's a hundred explosions going on, and there's explosions within the explosions. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's that's one of his things. But are they happening inside the submersible? Because I'd quite like James Cameron to punch Bay's lights out. What's your problem with Bay? Look, we'll get to that. We'll I actually, I actually it. have some notes about um, James Cameron and Michael Bay together. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that James would look after the submersible above all. So if he's bringing okay. explosions inside, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, there's going to be. It's highly um, flammable in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Arnie's been on a on a lean green diet. For the last and two egg. years, <laughs> uh, just sure. an egg, egg and bean smoothie diet. So he, <laughs> the, the air is ripe. Okay, so listen. Do you know who was born no. on February the seventeenth, nineteen sixty-five? Oh, hold on. Uh, let me just consult <laughs> my uh, file of facts. That was listen. Michael Bay. Oh, thanks for answering. Great. Do you know who else was born on February the 17th, but in other years? <laughs> Over multiple other years. It, yeah. it was a painful birth. <laughs> Denise Richards. Oh, okay. Lou Diamond Phillips, but I've misspelt it and put Lou, Lou Diamondod Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's that? Who's Lou Diamond Phillips? He's in... Um, Young Guns. Okay. And also Young Guns 2. Young Guns uh, 2. Jo- yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. And Ed Sheeran. Oh. Uh, not from the world of film. Not from the world. He wishes. Okay. So do you want do you want the... Just let, let me just give you the... This is from michaelbay.com. Or it could be michaelbay.org I'm not, or .gov.uk. I'm not, I'm not sure which one it is. Michael.bay. Uh, Forward slash Michael.bay forward Bayo. slash bio. <laughs> uh, so here's the official um, bio. It's the official bio. After launching his career as an award winning commercial and music video director, Michael Bay quickly, it was in capital letters, okay. quickly emerged as one of Hollywood's boldest and most bankable feature film directors. Characterised by his aggressive visual style and high-octane action sequences that have become his cinematic signature, the films that Bay has directed and produced via his two production companies have grossed $6.5 billion worldwide. So, you know, he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Why, you just sound unimpressed. I mean, it's fine. What have you done? What have you done? What have you done? I'm I'm co-host on a successful podcast. I mean, James Cameron's done pretty much the same, and I like him because he's got slightly higher values. But he hasn't done anything in ages. Well, he's taught. He's I mean, taught Michael right. Bay how to use 3D cameras. All right. I mean, fair enough. Like Michael Bay's done a lot, 
but none of it's been any good. Yeah, I <laughs> so feel like James Cameron's done nothing. There's something. There's a point where nothing can drift into being too much. <sighs> Carry on. I am literally well, I mean, combing my moustache as you bring me facts. Bay often traces his interest in action films back to an incident during his childhood. As a boy, he attached some firecrackers to a toy train <laughs> and filmed the ensuing fiery disaster with his mother's 8mm camera. Privileged. The fire department was called and he was grounded. <laughs> Re- but for some reckless. reason, I always, I always see... Like Michael Bay just looking exactly the same as he does now. But like, you know, with a little bit of stubble and that kind of craggy yet, you know, manly looking face. But always just a smaller version of that, a little bit like Benjamin Button or something. He looks like a tall, thin, effeminate Tom Petty. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, I imagine, you know, when a kid has a toy train set and they put like the little... um, Station Master's hat on. Yeah. Just adult Michael Bay wearing one of those and wearing like little shorts. <laughs> With a whistle. Mom, mom, but, uh, it's I on mean, fire. But I mean he has, you know, he's 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 come from not the best background. He was adopted uh when he was two weeks old. So, you know, and he was raised by, you know, he was he was adopted. We don't know what that's like. So fair play to him. You know, he's 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 worked his ass off. And that's that's what I respect about Michael Bay. So before we go before we stop sighing about him. Well, I do have a response to that, but it was kind Look, of part before, of my opinion be- on him. All right. So but before we go slating him, uh-huh. you can't deny that he's he's wor- he's worked and he's grafted. He's a grafter. Mm. Whether whether you like his work or not, he hasn't just got there because he's, you know, fell into it. Well, what proof have you got that he's grafted? Other than the fa- the, the pure number just of projects that he's at his, done. Look at his IMDb. I know, but on, he's like on won. set, what's he's he won. Doing? He's won every award going for he won commercials. No, for 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 like doing adverts, you know, like adverts, like TV adverts. He's won every award. The going guys the on commercials video. podcast. He's, he's he's the music videos for Meatloaf. Okay. He did he did the music video for I Do Anything for Love, brackets, but I won't do that. I mean, I'm not sure what he wouldn't do. But. It's lose weight, I think. <laughs> spinach, spinach smoothie. I won't have a spinach smoothie plus egg. Did I tell you about the Meatloaf? So you know you know how I love the alternative names that. Bands, cover bands, give them like tribute acts, give themselves like Guns or Roses. Yeah, <laughs> it's there's one or other. Take your pick. Yeah, you're not having both. Uh, there's one Meatloaf tribute act that plays in Coventry every every now and again. Uh huh. And he's he's just called himself Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. However, Meatloaf. In however. the meat, in in meat, yeah. he's just swapped the A and the E around. Meat- so <laughs> Meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> Mertloaf. I mean, he could have called himself Nut Roast. Mateloaf. And we'd, yeah, and we'd have known. Mate, Mateloaf. Fine. Mateloaf, that would have been good. Mateloaf. Yeah, M8 loaf. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's one more interesting fact before you can get onto some hard you know, slate. <clears throat> hard slate. So he was a production intern in the storyboard department on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I knew that. 
Okay, next. fine. No, I'm not saying next. I mean, that's an interesting fact. That is an interesting fact. The guys on Interesting Facts podcast. Yeah. The Interesting Fact of the Week. Okay, so what's your, what's your big opinion? It's just the... You know what? Like, it's not... I'm not really that bothered by it just because I can just avoid it. But I think the thing is, like... He's obviously really, really good at the types of films that he makes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He's an auteur because people can always recognize his films from just yeah. seeing them, right? Yeah. But the thing is, all he ever does is the same film, right? And it would be interesting to know where like, somebody like Spielberg can make a bunch of films that all look significantly different. It'd be interesting to know if Bay is actually capable of doing anything that goes beyond the lowest common denominator because he's chosen who his audience are and that audience never gets a deeper theme or message from the films because they don't have them. Right. So can Michael Bay actually do something outside of that remit? And I, I honestly, listening to interviews with him, I don't think he can because... Or he's, wants to, or needs to. Doesn't want or need to, but I just don't think he's capable of it either. And I think a lot of that's just to do with like the vacuous answers that he gives to stuff. Now, like, like he seems quite vacant at times. <laughs> I mean, have you listened back to any of our podcasts? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've seen yeah. I've seen pictures of myself as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, pot, kettle, sure. greenhouse. I mean, he probably wouldn't get that. Yeah. No, uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what? Why not? What is a kettle? One of them, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think the thing about him is just that he seems vacant. And like, he's a number of interviews he's had on like... Actually, the one that I wanted to listen to was 13 Hours, um, Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Yeah. Um, and him trying to describe what it was about, it was just like we're doing a lot of stuff. You know, there's there's great stuff. It's and like uh, yeah, and somebody asked him a specific point, and he'd be like, "It's oh, really, we, you know, we absolutely believe me, it's the best." Yeah, very Trumpy. <sighs> right. Okay. And uh, I've got a really good example of that. Him talking about 3D with James Cameron, but maybe we yeah. can talk more about um, him in general before I get into that. Okay, I mean, look, you've got... Is there a Michael Bay film that you hold above the rest? Is the one that you you would say you enjoy? Two films, and I think you're going to tell me that they're just Jerry Bruckheimer and probably Roland Emmerich or something like that. Independence Day. Is that Jerry Bruckheimer? That's nothing... What you, mate, do your research. Is that, that Roland that's Emmerich? Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin, yeah. Right, but was Jerry Bruckheimer anything to do with that? No. Okay, I mean, I quite like that. That's not him. I, well, I, I mean, you I, can I, like whatever you I, want. Exactly. But, uh, Brookheimer. I mean, okay. have you had a look at Michael Bay's IMDb? No, I haven't. Because he doesn't deserve it. Um, oh, for God's sake. What else? Right. What else? Hold on. Bad Hold boys. on. Hold on. You asked me what I liked. So I'm going to carry on trying. Uh, got, <laughs> gone in 60 seconds. Now, that's definitely Brookheimer. But it's not him. It's not Michael Bay. Okay, I mean, it's got no. the spinny camera thing and the blue and orange. <sighs> okay, Top Gun. That's not him. Okay, mate, I don't like Michael Bay then. Hate Michael Bad Bay. Bad Boys. That's shit. Fuck, it's not shit. Hate, How can you... Hate both of them. They're just both like macho, stupid fests. You like Commando. Yeah, but a lot of that, as we discussed when we talked about it in detail, was the charm of its time. You like the wrestling. I know. 
that's because each week there's something new. You look, you you you're defending the indefensible here. I'm not. You really. like wrestling. I mean, you like I, wrestling. I've just watched Glow, the Netflix TV series about female wrestlers, and that shows you the wide appeal of wrestling. It's good. I like it. Also, well, wrestling is the highest rated show on American TV. I'm not saying it's the most. Like similarly, I'm not saying it's like high art, and it's definitely not. But I enjoy the craft of that because there's a lot going on between the wrestlers in the way that they construct matches and like carry the crowd and stuff like that. Whereas Bay doing the same movie over and over and over and over again is kind of like bored. We do the same podcast over and over and over and over again. We kind of do, but you know, I shook it up a few times. We're not going to do scores <laughs> anymore. Certainly, you're certainly shaking this one off. I'm making it a less enjoyable lesson. I mean, I, I would, I, I would, don't mind. I would say I'm, I am surprised that you dislike bad boys to the degree that you seem to. I mean, um, because I think they're just they're good sort of fun films. They are ridiculous, but they are kind of like the ultimate in ridiculous. Like The Rock, I think, and I they look good. Like. Yeah, Con The Rock Air is is my favorite. Fine. Conair's not Michael Bay. Is it not? No. Oh, God, that's all the same. Who's who's Conair? The, the Rock is the Rock is my is my favourite one. That one is Simon West. Is it a Brookheimer? And it is a Brookheimer. So I I would say that the Rock is my favourite one. The wrestler. No, I just I just want to kind of bring this back down from a highly aggressive uh, rantathon to something a bit more palatable. So. I'm going to fall back on the parents' guide. Okay. Uh, so just, just this is on the rock. Uh, the sex and the nudity, <laughs> it only gets a five out of ten, according <laughs> to whoever. Right. Does that uh, mean so it's, it's like just, five good, or does that mean it's bad? Uh, five as in ten, ten out of ten would be... Really sexy. Like Nymphomaniac one and two. Okay. You know, lots of fully... Um, fully masted full members. penetration <laughs> yeah full full penetration <laughs> uh, so 5 out of 10 <laughs> there is one sex scene and this is in inverted commas there is one sex scene where they appear to be making love but it's not graphic they are fully dressed <laughs> I mean how can you appear to be making love fully dressed I don't know about you Ian but you know you, you you're either one or the other you're either making love or you're fully dressed. Uh, no, I, I beg to differ. I don't, actually, fully I don't, dressed. I don't you know, fully dressed. We're, we're, you know. Uh, so, sex and nudity. There's brief references of sex and nudity. A man alludes to having to avoid being raped in prison. Okay. So, that's not nice. Uh, violence and gore gets an 8 out of 10. So, there's there's lots of lots of things here. Um, profanity there's about 50 or 60 F words some used with mother 30 uses of shit some dams and other mild profanities mm-hmm. so uh, I mean it's quite a sweary film but I, I think it's good I like Nicolas Cage in this one I like Sean. Sean Connery but I love Ed Harris so Ed Harris he plays a colonel so he's a Colonel Sanders um, basically someone stole the secret recipe are you trying to tell whether I'm listening because I know that it's not Colonel Sanders and he's not stealing recipes no he's, he's General Francis Hummel uh, basically there's a whole list of kind of black ops soldiers that have perished in battle 
Uh, and because they're black ops, they won't get any recognition from the government uh, and their widows will not get any compensation from the government. Now, so, is that the same as black actors in Michael Bay films not getting any recognition or real characters? Well, what about... How do you explain Bad Boys 1 and 2? Okay, well, besides those... I, th- I mean, r- I think that that was a... I mean, you know, that was a real jump to that conversation there. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, so... <laughs> so anyway, he was... He's essentially pissed off that you know these guys won't get any recognition uh, so he's taken people hostage and he's aimed some missiles at uh san francisco and he's gonna fire them or is he so he's quite a reluctant bad guy and i think he's a really good bad guy as well because he's he's conflicted he's doing things for what he feels is a just cause um and and i, I feel like it's quite a, a deep reason and he's quite a, a complex character and ed harris plays him really well it's got a lot of good action in it michael beans in it uh obviously nicholas cage and sean Connery. i just think it's a really good a really good film wow uh, who, i think it's his that? best one who wrote it yeah let me just scroll up to the top of this rather handy web page uh so david weisberg and douglas cook okay weisberg um because, I, dare I say it, complex characters sound a little bit like they're maybe more story than director, but sure. Yeah, well, well, probably, but, you know, look, I just, I think that film's pretty good. Uh, I, I think that one deserves... A reappraisal from me? Yeah, I think it does. Okay. I think I think it does. I think it, it's the one that kind of, for me, shows that there's a little bit more going on in his, in his films. But then, yeah, you do get stuff like Armageddon and... You know, Bad Boys One and Two, all those sort of films that are just popcorn action nonsense, mm-hmm. and they don't have any kind of deeper layer to them. But The Rock, I'd say, is the one, and maybe The Island as well, mm. are the ones that have like a another layer going on there. No, The Island reminds me of a point that was made about the fact that he just reuses footage quite often. Correct. Now, I saw The Island, so, and I didn't know it was a Michael Bay film, and I thought it was fine. Um, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed because I wanted it to be more sci-fi and less actiony, and I think I watched that when it was about twelve or thirteen or something. And I, still, then I was like, "Oh, it's just more kind of like about the sci-fi part of it." That's why I thought I would watch it. Oh God, you are such a boring twelve-year-old. Oh, uh, uh, I think that this film's too long. Uh, the exposition isn't too good. Uh, I don't like all this action, Mother. Uh... <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I liked Robocop because it had something else going on. Why is, yeah, why is okay. that a problem? I don't know. You're, a, you just you're let, a boring 12-year-old. you just old. let go? Couldn't you just, as a 12-year-old, just fucking let go and enjoy something without analysing the shit out of it? Well, I just remember, like, uh, I wasn't describing my life as a 12-year-old, but I remember watching The Island and I remember going, yeah. that was a kind of shit sci-fi film because there was too much action but I thought it was alright okay so can you name me any of I mean I've got a list of trademarks of Michael Bay's trademarks his Bayhem trademarks yeah um, so I'm not going to read them out I'm just going to see if you can guess maybe one or two that are on the list here low angle from top to uh, sorry from bottom to top spin around turning character 
Correct. So use wh- wh- of shots... Whilst they grimace or look into the middle distance. Okay, so use of shots where the camera spins in slow motion in a circle around the characters, as used in Bad Boys, The Rock, Bad Boys 2, and Transformers. And painting Game. Uh, so it's a good. It's a good shot. It's his shot, and it's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, but the more you reuse no it... No one does it better. Yeah, but nobody wants to do it at all. They do. Do they? Yeah. It's a good so it's a good shot. It's fine. I mean it's it's, it's now anyway, reused a lot. It's fine. So what uh what other can you think of can it, you can you okay. guess at least two more? I've got I've got two more things. One's not so much to do with shot, but um to do with colorization. So polarized colours looking uh massively contrasty and usually it's summer hits, so it's orange and blue. Yeah, orange and blue. Um that that's fine. So lots of kind of filters, I guess. Mm. So yeah, fine. Po- polarized okay. colors, basically. Uh, yeah, fine. Another one: American flags slowly flapping in the wind. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I would say that's another. One. I have a fact on that specifically. In Transformers: <laughs> Age of Extinction, which I watched and then fell asleep during the end of, has 50, 53 American flags in it. Instances of American flags being on screen. Now that means right. that for every three minutes, there's one American flag on screen. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you've you've just shat on the American flag. You've just shat on freedom. No, what I've done is I've shat on the specific flag flying outside of Michael Bay's house, <laughs> and now I'm setting on fire and throwing it in his window. <laughs> So mean. Um, no, no. A, What's he ever done? Sim- Transformers, all five of them, <laughs> and all fifteen hours or whatever there is of them. True. Uh, Fifty-five brands were used in Age of Extinction as well. So that's th- that's two more brands than there were American flag instances. There is a really bad. Um, I think it's like a Bud Light. Yeah, they spill beers yeah. out the back of a tro- uh, truck and they go everywhere. And the camera, and then Mark Wahlberg picks one up and drinks it, and he's like, "That's really refreshing." Well, there's also a POV shot of him looking around at like the shattered glasses and stuff going everywhere, where like the camera just looks repeatedly at a floor full of like a, a road full of Bud Light. But even where, what- the, where the, all the labels are perfectly turned towards the camera, pretty much, yeah. Um, there's also one particularly bad one where the camera pans sideways along uh, what looks like, I don't know, Times Square or some like big city centre or whatever. Um, and there's... Coventry city centre. And there's a Victoria's Secret double-decker bus. Right. Um, and it is fully in focus and fully in shot for the duration of the pan from one side to the other while all the other crap's going on. And the, yeah. and the it's just black with white text on top of it. And yeah. it's just really clear in the center of the screen. It's really annoying. Anyway, so right. other other things. Well, I've w- there's a really there's a really weird bit in that film uh-huh. where Mark Wahlberg is introduced to his girlfriend's boyfriend, boyfriend. inside a car. Yeah, a rally. And he's car. got yeah, but he's got like a card that he's basically sort of saying that he he can legally have sex with his daughter, even though. He's a bit older or something. It's a real weird moment. I, what? I mean, I, I, I missed that bit, I think. 
But that goes back to Armageddon, where literally on the asteroid or whatever, Ben Affleck gets told by Bruce Willis, hey, you're allowed to go and have sex with my daughter now. Because yeah. Bruce Willis was so protective of her before. And it's like, you know what? This girl's not going to do anything besides cry because we're not here and then get married to you and have kids. So right. her life outside of the gaze of like the male characters is just nothing at all. Just be there as eye candy. And then Liv Taylor just cries a little bit. So it's the same, and the last trait that I can think of is basically introducing female characters with their asses. Yeah. So basically panning up the back of, or kind of zooming and then spinning around the legs of uh, female characters who have nothing else going on besides being like eye candy. That's that's a trademark, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, I, I'm, I'm also just trying to figure out this uh computer this well no how to record there, there was definitely something um so shane dyson is his name he's the he's the the boyfriend uh-huh. it's a shane shane dyson is a skilled rally driver able to make his car do amazing feats without breaking a sweat he's also the boyfriend of tessa yeager which is mark Walbo's daughter who helps <laughs> frankie with yeager rally driving by navigating so that's you know that's uh, a co-driver. Uh-huh. They keep their relationship a secret from Tessa's father, Cade, due to its murky legality. Wow. So the, I just remember being... Oh, here we go. Right. <clears throat> so I, I'm going to have to read this out. So sheltering at an abandoned gas station, Shane faced a raft of questions from Cade about his relationship with Tessa and had the opportunity to pull out the laminated card he'd made detailing the Romeo and Juliet law that made it perfectly okay for him to date a 17-year-old. Wow. I mean, why bother with that level of detail but that, unless that's Michael exactly, Bay so, is a really weird creep? So that's all I'm saying is that in a Transformers film... Which is which aimed at kids and... Aimed at kids, you get teens. flasks, T-shirts, toys, lunchboxes, uh, you know, whatever. You, you name it, you've got it. Right. Apart from a hit single, you, you probably don't have that, or a good film, you don't have that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have bad but, language yeah. like bitch ass and like. Whatever. But why? Why put a bit in it where someone is technically a paedophile? I know. And he's made himself a card <laughs> to prove to Mark Wahlberg that he's not. I mean, that's me not being able to defend Michael Bay there. Well, I can't defend that. That's just pure bullshit. And he should have he should have cut that out of the film I mean, he should, literally straight no, away. No, but he shouldn't cut it out. He should just never have devised such a creepy, well, you, weird you, thing to include. Exactly. That that should have been removed from the script day one. He should have seen the script and went, hold on, what's this weird bit about the Romeo and Juliet law? What, what's all that about? And the writers would have went, oh, I don't know, just like a thing we thought well it's not it's not good this is a kids film keep it clean you sick bastards yeah but he loved it ate it up and then had the camera dance all over the 17 year old so and then then an american flag just was draped over the both of them while they made love with full their full clothes on Mm. so sort of um dry hump (laughs) a drump so there's uh one other thing i don't know what your last um point of like his trademarks was but one other thing is he has explosions that look exactly like fireworks 
Yes, so he has not flame explosions just, within explosions. Yeah, just not f- actual flame. Like, do you remember the? Well, do you remember? You obviously know, but the special features from Terminator Two show you like them detonating the building, the Cyberdyne building. There's right. like fire marshals around. There's all sorts of safety and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And on film, it looks like thousands of gallons of like gasoline have gone into like blowing this thing up, and it's all flames. Looks really good. Yeah. And then, like, that rally car drives out of a warehouse in Age of Extinction. And it's just, like, it's almost like, you know, Rally Cross, the sort of, like, for those who don't know, because I know you do know, but, like, famous, like, sort of stadium-based rally racing stuff. Like, they'd they'd actually use fireworks like that to, like, make somebody look cool entering the arena. Yeah. It's like... And then loads of, like, puffy smoke with, like, sparks at the top. Yeah, really. For a guy that loves action and bayhem and like flames and all that sort of stuff, he's got to get it right. Like, yeah. just looks stupid. I think he's only just he's kind of started doing that recently, and I think he needs to stop. There was quite a bit of that in um, Thirteen Hours: The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Mm. There was like Humvees exploding, and they wouldn't just explode in like a a nice kind of petrol fireball. <laughs> It would be as if someone had, you know, got a load of bonfire night. You know, they would they would go into the best bonfire night they could go go to, and they just had all the fireworks in the Humvee, and they all just kind of went off in mad directions. They were basically fireworks coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do I do get what you mean. Um, so so it's I, not it's not. Ideal. I have a couple of things about him at public engagements. So have you seen him at the brutal? Samsung? I've got a couple of things about you at public engagements. Sure. But have you okay. seen the brutal Samsung thing? So he's talking about Samsung curved TVs. And he, wa- right. he walks out and he gets asked a couple of questions. He doesn't have a teleprompter working anymore. Right. And he walks off because he doesn't know what he's saying. He says, as a director, <laughs> I, I plan to do... Uh, as a director, my focus is... Okay, I'm out. And then he walks away. <laughs> And uh, right. like the guy does try and save him a couple of times and really, really fails. But anyway, afterwards, <laughs> Michael Bay claimed that his excitement to talk meant that he missed the first cue on the um, teleprompter. So basically, um, he missed the first bit. He couldn't get back in sync with it. And then he just had to give up because it was too much for him to take. Uh, um, uh, I, I mean, as a, a, a podcast co-host um sorry can we just move on fine um he also was in an interview talking about um the robots in age of extinction it's it's almost a quote it's what i wrote down when i heard it it's not word for word but basically when he was asked what's going to be different about this transformers he said we focused on the robots more we basically focus on five robots back then we didn't have enough money to do robot shots. We're okay. focusing on the robots. <laughs> so that's what's different about Age of Extinction. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. Well, he's... And the thing is as well, like, they have... I'm sure, like, John Goodman plays a, a robot in it, like Gridlock or something like that. And he's and he's basically like a, a bearded robot with a cigar. <laughs> and, like, I know, I know what you're thinking, Ian... Like, how can that be the one thing out of a, 
a film where toasters turn into robots. How can that be the one thing that tips you over the edge? But like, as soon as I kind of see stuff like that, I, I do kind of, I do think, mm. and I, I think the first film's okay. I mm. think it's fine. I think it's, I'm not. I think it's perfectly fine. I've not I think seen it, but right. I, I, I've it been takes, validated takes... on all of my the, the Mummy and Age of Extinction. I, I, what I assumed ended up being correct from both. Right. Well, when you assume, make an ass out of you, you certainly. <laughs> okay. Um, so one last trademark from me mm-hmm. uh, is the helicopters in front of the sunset is is one thing Mm -hmm. um and also all of his films have at least one shot of a man screaming in slow motion usually as a battle cry right and it's normally got like shit loads of reverb all over it as well so this is like in the middle of a battle you know someone important may have just died like an important robot or or an important soldier or an important one of the five important uh, spacemen Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the five important cigar smoking robots. And <laughs> someone's like, no! And behind you can hear, like, all filtered off. And then the music pans up, you know. And it's just like, you know, pure Michael Bay moment. And then it just goes all like mad and explodey again. See, the th- Who says he can't do dynamics? The, th- the thing for me is that. When you have action and it's just action, 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 a moment like that is just like a tiny moment of respite before you get back to just action, 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 action. Because what Cameron does so well is that the periods were... What, mate? (laughs) You know he's shite. I'm just giving an example of why he's shite. Allow me. Allow me. You use someone other than Cameron. Well, I mean, all you do is is talk about Mark Commode and Cameron. Listen, Cameron's in the fart. <laughs> listen, Cameron's in the fart. He's immersible for a reason. Okay, but he at least no, goes off on him. an adventure with spoken words and things that are slower than like explosions for the right amount of time, so that when you get back to some action, it's actually got like a punch to it. <sighs> Michael, knew, Michael Bay and James Cameron were at a conference to talk about 3D movies, right? And it's a total right. wank fest. Okay. Basically, some people that are making cameras, probably owned by Cameron, are there together to just basically have them say nice things, all yeah. blow smoke up each other's arses, smell each other's farts, <laughs> and then all right. go on and have a billion dollar good time together. So, yeah. anyway... A Billy Good Time. James Cameron's response on Age of Extinction, I believe it was, um, his his comment on what he thought of the film was, it's pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then, when quizzed on what he he uh, when quizzed on what he liked about using three D as a technique, (laughs) Michael Bay said. I like the depth. No fucking joke, man. Actually, a quote. Um, hey, what's wrong with that? So if you want 13.5 minutes of men really not saying an awful lot, and actually Cameron having to jump in quite a few times to just correct things, uh, then there's a great video on there. Uh, in particular, there's another quote from Michael Bay, which was when he was asked, what type of thing has he 
has he done with 3D cameras that hasn't been done with 3D cameras before? He said, mm-hmm. we did a lot of stuff. Now, he did go on to say something about a pulley system, but mainly he was saying, we did a lot of stuff, and he couldn't remember what they did. Uh, at one point, James Cameron tells him that, uh, when, he, when he's asked, which cameras did you use? And he mentions one. Cameron chimes in, uh, you actually used this one and that one, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> like, he just... Leave him alone. So here, Look, leave him alone. Now, Ollie, here's the one thing, right? I think Michael Bay is the actual epitome of what producers in games and film and TV should be paranoid about not being, which is the person in the room with least context about what the hell's going on that are throwing their weight around. So when you don't when you don't understand the thing, but just like He's, you know what he's just, just filmed his last film. That, I mean, look, I'm not saying that the Transformers is going to be... He's, he's just shot the whole film in 3D IMAX. So he's used two of these uh, 3D IMAX cameras to shoot the film. You know, he's pioneering something, whether or not you is like it, it is or it him? not. It is him. Of course it's him. I don't think it's him. He's using it, isn't he? He's the one that's got the money. He's the one that's got the motivation to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I, I'm not disputing that he's doing it. What I'm saying is, like, I, I feel like he he isn't the one that knows what he's doing he's surrounding himself by people well that's conjecture you don't you you know that's just your your I, hate no, no, for this no man. I don't shining through and everybody can see through it no listen mate I do I do dislike him a lot I wouldn't say hate why though right just just I want to end on on not on his technical ability not on what you think he is and isn't doing in the transfer I just I just want to know mm-hmm. Like, because hate is a strong. I didn't say hate. I hate. said I dislike a lot because I actually corrected you, and I was going to elaborate and on make that. sure that. Right. So tell me, just sum up. I mean, the, I like the Michael reason. Bay. The reason I don't I hate him fine. is because hating him would mean that, like, I'd give shits. The reason I watched Age of Extinction recently is because <laughs> I was going to do this. So, like, I've I've watched them with a particular purpose to to say things here. In, in my day to day life, no one cares. I don't care about him. <laughs> I I just sorry. So the the justification for me and that mad conjecture about what he does and doesn't know. I mean, he knows a million and one things more than I do about making films, right? But yeah. he strikes me as a guy who, if there was a producer, or game director in the games industry who acted like he did when quizzed on like what's the whole point here about this thing or that thing, and he was in a meeting and responded the way that he de- does on stage, on video on YouTube, like he does then I would immediately yeah. be like, we need rid of this guy. We need to find somebody that knows what they're talking about. But then his response to that and everybody else's response. To I make $5 billion dollars and blah, blah, blah. Wow. $6.5 billion. So can we actually get this guy out? Because <laughs> he's just a, he is a, he is a negative bottleneck and we don't need that kind of attitude in here. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's all I've got to say. Fine. I mean, I'm not spending money on his films. That makes me a little happier. Can you? Could, would you just rewatch The Rock? Can you send it to me or something? <laughs> I'll send you the gas later. No, honestly, I, it's the type. It's the type of okay. Type, yeah, there is a bit of depth to that character, after all. <laughs> it is the type of person I always hope not to be when I'm in work. The one who people are like, wow. oh, God, he just doesn't know what he's on about. Got some bad news for you. 
<laughs> hey, listen, Fran. Anyway, you've not I worked think, with me for I a th- long time. Uh, I think I think we've way run out of time. So, uh, do you want to wrap things up? Wrap this up. Wrap this up. Put it in a fiery submersible and sink it to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> Five ever until twenty until twenty thirty seven. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we did this episode, Ollie. I feel like there's nothing more to add about Michael Bay. I just like it. Michael Bay episode like, like two him. coming next week. <laughs> look, anyway, look, I'm not going to say it anymore. Hi, uh, you know. hi, hi. I actually, I was going to end the podcast with the intro there. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. This podcast <laughs> finished. If you want to get us on Twitter or Instagram, it's at UF Podcast. If you want to send us a message on Facebook or like or share our videos, it's facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And you can go to our website where we'll be posting our films of the month and writing about various films and stuff that we've seen um, at guysonfilm.co.uk. Contact us there if you put a forward slash and contact. Okay. I mean, you you accept some degree of shite. I know I do. That's you gargling <laughs> That's me. That's me going super lowbrow, like you have at the very last note of the last two uh, podcasts, where you just made fart sounds for no reason. That's just because I've laughed and I've like just made one with my mouth. Ha ha! And then last week was ha 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 real fart. It wasn't. It was a real fart. It wasn't. I'll send you the the uh, audio analysis. Can you just send me the gas instead? <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Fine. Bye. Bye.